you're listening to Downworlder Dish, a Shadowhunter Chronicles podcast. Okay, I gotta start this. Okay. Um, <clears throat> hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 200. Wh- 200! Woo woo! <laughs> where <laughs> we will be we discussing. Got our early. Yeah, where we will be discussing chapter two of City of Heavenly Fire Stand or Fall. I'm Kristen. I'm Robin. And I'm Amanda. What, what? What, what, what? I said what, what in the podcast. I can't. (laughs) 200 episodes. Who are we even? I don't. I mean, knock, knock. Is anyone still there listening? (laughs) We're like, no. (laughs) We're just being bicentennial bitches over here. What? (laughs) (laughs) We're just over here voguing. don't deserve that yeah we should probably take a screenshot to post robin as our yeah not like the one you did last week rude give us yeah yeah you did us dirty dirty i did (laughs) but i just sent it to omar that's okay you gotta look like that Uh the swoop looks okay i'm gonna Um, take a screenshot oh right now you better be ready okay hold on move your cameras (laughs) My hair is crazy today. (laughs) It's air dried. Mm -hmm. Nope. Okay, more for good measure, just cause. All right. Okay, Okay, you guys listen. I don't remember if I told you this story or not. And if I did, sorry, but it's so cute. So the other night my husband was working late and my four-year-old desperately wanted me to make him a paper airplane and he's been making them with dad all week I never learned how to make paper airplanes so I had to watch videos to learn how to do it and so I'm watching these videos and I've tried like three and I'm like okay we're gonna keep trying don't worry and he comes up to me at one of them and he kind of puts his arm on his hand on me and he goes I'm so proud of you (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, thank you. I am trying really hard. And I just told Andy, I was like, I think I say that to him a lot. (laughs) That's good. Uh, Anyway, he's just so cute. It was sweet. How sweet. (sighs) That's my story of the week. It's snow today. Snow. Well, when we're recording this, obviously not when this is being released. Yeah. Don't put that back out into the atmosphere. Seriously. We don't need that. It's beautiful, Uh, but we we shut down. Yeah. I don't Uh know. Up up here, we it looks like we're probably gonna have snow through the weekend. So Mm -hmm. and ice. It's gonna be like the low is like I think sixteen degrees. So yeah. That's gonna be fun. And I was like, Well, I guess I'm not doing pottery uh this week. It's a little cold, yeah. It's it's a tidbit nipply. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. I don't want to ruin yeah, our power my pieces. flickered yesterday. It's freezing, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, That's what I don't no. want. Yeah, no, I hate it when we lose power. It's the yeah. worst. We have, um, I'm, I kind of want to get one of those black stones, just because mm-hmm. I think they're cool. But also Same-sies. in case I run out of power, because... yeah. 
that's pretty cool. Our barbecue is like a built into the wall sort of situation thing mm-hmm. my husband built. And uh, so it's not right on the deck. So it would mm-hmm. be hard to barbecue in the snow. Right. My stove it's still works when working. we don't have power. So amazing. Yeah, yeah we've got our that is stoves amazing. and everything. And obviously mom's RV is in the back. So if we need anything oh, run yeah. off of our, you know, run off of uh, propane or whatever, we can do that. Uh-huh. Um, and she's got like a mini generator. So if power goes out, then she can still, you know, run her stuff. <clears throat> That's really cool. So, yeah. And we're on a so well. So get so, too cold. So even if without power, we still have yeah. water and stuff. I mean, we don't, the pump doesn't work, but that uh-huh. we can bypass. We have a way to bypass it. Um, you just use a bucket? Yeah, we would have to bring water. We can still access water is what I'm saying. Water won't run into the house, but we can still access water. Awesome. Um, Yeah. So, like, we we lose power at least twice a year. Uh And it's it's usually not for more than a day, but it can, if if you lose power at night, you know, that happens every once in a while. Yeah. Robin, Um, how long were you out last year? Was it last year? Five days, I think. Yeah. It was wild. But that wasn't last year. That uh-huh. was like two years ago, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the uh, The only thing that was good about that is I didn't lose any food because it was so cold outside. My food <laughs> stayed cool. Like, Crazy. I have ice in my freezer that I put in the coolers, and so I didn't lose any mm-hmm. food. Mm-hmm. Um, and we bought some nice sleeping bags this year. So nice. we won't be freezing our butts off at night to sleep anymore. Yeah. We've got but, propane heaters for outside, um, and we can heat up, like, areas if we need to. And then we have, like, the fireplace. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. We went bye-bye in we the car. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, I mean. Well, because also, because they weren't going to turn your stuff back on immediately. Like, you're, you were too far away from the higher population areas that needed their power restored so like you were yep. low on the priority list well and it wasn't like it was still icy and snowing outside mm-hmm. so yeah we were just gone all day yeah. crazy yeah. it's always crazy but you know i'm i'm just glad because the uh whatchamacallit the weather on sunday my mom was like oh my god oh, you know <laughs> it's gonna snow i gotta go to the grocery store you know da, da, da. i'm like well what does it say and she's like oh it said snow on saturday she's like we might get flurries on thursday and i'm like no it's gonna snow on when by wednesday and i said this on sunday right and so this morning Bryn's like oh mom you were right and i'm like what and she's like it snowed i'm like yeah and i thought she meant this morning because i I told her this morning you have a late start because it snowed. I'm like, yeah, okay. I I know it snowed. And she's like, no, but you called it on Sunday. And I'm like, well, yeah. But that's just because we always get snow like two to three days earlier than they say we're going to where we live. That's crazy. You're the you're the freaking weatherman. Yeah. I'm like, I'm psychic. Yeah, your boobs can feel the rain. Dude. Yes. I sent her, I sent my daughter. I sent her a TikTok and it was of, um, it was from the musical, the six, the, so the six wives of Henry the eighth. No, it's, so it's like, um, same vein as Hamilton. 
Oh, okay. It's a musical. Right. So I, I saw it, and so I sent it to her, and she's like, how do you know I like this? And I'm like, educated guess. And she's like, what's that supposed to mean? And so I explained it. And she's like, oh, so I'm, I guess I'm predictable. And I'm like, or maybe your mom pays attention to what you like and, like, <laughs> knows you. Like, and she's like, oh, I guess you're right. I'm like, yeah. Jesus. <laughs> I'm like, I know you're almost 16 and I know nothing, but, like, give me some credit. Dude. I know who you are. <laughs> they are so much smarter than us. <clears throat> For real. <laughs> I'm like, you are not some mysterious, you're not Batman. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You're not hiding anything. I know who you are. (laughs) I am the Batman. She's like, how do you know I like Melanie Martinez? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Your vibe? (laughs) I don't even know who that is. Uh, She's an artist. Okay. Oh, my gosh. I am being really loud. I apologize. I just adjusted my mic for you. At home. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so should we move on to the news segment? Yes, yes, please. That's oh, doing we're it? just waiting for you. Oh, yeah. right, right. You're the, okay. you're the head bitch in charge. We've established this. HDIC <laughs> for sure. Yes. Oh, the alpha. It's, it's only. <laughs> <laughs> I need you to read that fan fiction. Anyways. Um. <laughs> oh, I did start listening to the disappearances of Draco Malfoy. <gasps> did you? Oh. I did. I had to. I couldn't finish that other one I was trying to read. That's fine. Just That's because fine. I'm like, I, I can see myself coming back to this when I'm more invested in the idea of fan yeah. fiction. But the, I, it wasn't. I yeah. couldn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't the GM for the first one. Okay. Well, and I hope I hope disappearances works for you because it's it follows canon like events, right? But obviously reimagined. So I feel like Mm -hmm. it's a good segue into it. But anyway, um, yeah. So okay, news, right? Focus, squirrel. Um, (laughs) So it's our two hundredth episode. Yay! Um, in true downworlder dish fashion, uh, we have not prepared anything, and so (laughs) accurate. Um, sort of. I mean, that's we've we've started preparing things. Um, Mm -hmm. but we are going to we are going to do the the one shot D and D run. Uh, we will record it so it will be uploaded to YouTube for you. We will also have an audio version available on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be uh, posted. Um, that is going to happen after I get back from my trip. So it will probably air the very beginning of March. Um, so plan on that. Um, if we can get it to you earlier, we will. But that's mm-hmm. that's kind of our our plan as of right now. Um, We are working on character building and things like that. It's going to be the three of us this first run. Um, And if we like it and enjoy it, we may um, do it again and we may invite uh, other people to participate. So this is just kind of a a trial run to see if this is something that we want to do um, and also make sure that I don't choke. (laughs) Well, and you've, Kristen's made some really good modifications in order to turn 
Dungeons yeah. and Dragons into the Shadowhunter universe. Yeah. So we also want to make sure that those modifications make sense and fit before, you know, yeah. we we'll, open we'll it up. Because she's done lots of hard work. We'll obviously post stat blocks um, and kind of like... Uh, the framework for these different kinds of characters um, that we're using. Uh, but yeah, we want to, we want to kind of fine tune them a little bit and make sure that like no one type of character is over um, like overpowered or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and Amanda might like not like playing. Lies. We'll Amanda's going to have I, so I mean, much fun. Yeah. Uh huh. Once we've, she gets into the rhythm of it, she's going to be like, this is the funnest thing I've ever done in my life. Mm-hmm. We've got like half your body dunked into the nerd pool. We just need to like grab your head and push you all the way under. You just need to be yeah. baptized in nerd. Yes. Well, okay. So I, um, I decided to read another book this week. <clears throat> oh, would you and read? I went through it pretty quickly. It was just, it was a murder story Ooh. book. And, um, it was a recommendation that I saw off of Book Talk, and nice. I was really excited because it had great reviews. And it was not a bad story, but it, I was just kind of like, really, like, didn't hit the that. mark. And so, yeah, and so I was like, maybe, maybe this fantasy sort of stuff is for me. And I just, I don't know. So, mm-hmm. it was my first murder thing that I had actually read. So. Yeah, maybe I am more of a nerd than I think I am. I I <laughs> am saying. listening to a book right now, which is not Dramini, which shocker. Um, it's called Butcher and Blackbird. Um, oh, I've seen that. It's very All popular. Right? Advertised. It's, it's mm-hmm. advertised as like a dark romance. I don't think. I've still got a few hours in the audiobook, I, but I'm like, this is <laughs> okay. <laughs> the, okay. The premise is dark quote-unquote but it's a comedy like it's a rom-com but the premise is they're serial killers who kill other serial killers and they have a meet cute in a serial killer way and then become friends and like it's their relationship right but they're serial killers so you get funny like situations like the trigger warnings are like accidental cannibalism and like (laughs) It's obviously dark. Like, I'm not saying it's not right. dark. There, But for me, I'm like, this is just, like, South Park dark. Like, this isn't even really, right. like, <laughs> you know, it, I'm like, I watched Two Girls, One Cup. I Nothing surprises right. me. Like, <laughs> I did not ever watch that. Marked safe is what they say, right? <laughs> marked safe? You're marked safe from that core memory? <laughs> the canon event. <laughs> oh my god! Whoa, you know fuck. the thing is, you haven't read Throne of Glass or um, That's what's true. that other one? House of Breath and what is it? Crescent Tell City. Me, me. It's Crescent City. Thank you. Yeah. Did you say House of Breath? I don't know what it's called. House I, I of Earth and Blood. Earth and Blood. It just reminded Thank me you. I forgot to brush my kids' teeth this morning. God. You fucking Sorry. suck. Jason just started uh, the first Crescent City book. He's like in chapter mm. four right now. And he's like, this okay. is, he's like, you were right. This is slow. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. Wait till you get to chapter five. You'll be fine. Okay. Okay. I And I didn't get that feeling at all. I was overwhelmed yeah. by the amount of stuff I thought I had to remember. 
Yeah. That I didn't actually have to remember. That yeah. was it. But I didn't think it was slow at all. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway. Okay, I'm ready for a new one. I'll probably dive into that soon. Yeah. Um, but I think you would really like uh, Butcher and Blackbird. So when I finish it, I will let you know if there's anything t- too crazy about it. But it sounds like it's Amazing. really right Thank up your you. alley because it's very funny. Okay, cool. I've laughed out loud yeah. quite a few times. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. Do we have anything else? I feel like I don't remember. No, I just, everybody, I mean, well, obviously, I'll preface this before we play, but obviously I've never played that game before D and D, so have some patience with me as I learn, yeah, while being recorded, right for your entertainment and my own. And this this is only like the fourth time I've DM'd, so I'm also not super experienced um, as a game master. So bear with I as well. Um, but you know the awesome. whole. My whole vibe um, is very much like if it's cool and you explain to me in a cool way why it's realistic that you would do it, I'm probably going to let you roll for it, right? <laughs> like if you can fucking pull some shenanigans and just be like, well, it makes sense because of this and this and seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. I mean, if it's cool enough, I might let you roll and see if you okay. can fucking do it. Like Amazing. the possibilities are endless. And so I just really want to play a super fun game and tell a fun story with my friends. So hopefully awesome. we can accomplish that. And hopefully it's entertaining for other people. And if not, um, keep that shit to yourself. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lie to me. <laughs> if you don't have anything nice to say, just please don't <sighs> thumbs down the video on right. YouTube. It'll oh. make my heart hurt. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't have anything else. Did you guys have anything else? Do It's huh. our 200th episode. Do we want to do a quick fuck, Mary kill? Do you have something in mind? I'd love to. I think as this book stands, like as we are in this series right now, I would like to know, fuck, Mary kill. Mark Blackthorne. We've only, I mean, we've got him on a couple of pages. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sebastian. And. Oh, no, not Sebastian. Let's do, let's do Mark, Jace. And Magnus. As they stand now. Okay. Um, that's a hard one, right? As they stand now, um, I think I th- I think because I don't know much about Mark yet, as we are, although he was pretty amazing with his siblings, I would have to kill him 
and I'd probably fuck Magnus Mary Jace. I think. Okay. I, think. I mean, Magnus okay. needs it right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be there for you, boo. Yeah. <laughs> you, um, want, you want this? <laughs> okay, sorry. That went too far. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, um, now I can't stop thinking about a dumb joke in my brain, so thanks. Mm-hmm. You're um, welcome. I mean, obviously, I agree. Like, we don't know Mark. This is painful. But, yeah, uh-huh. kill Mark. But I would swap that. I would marry Magnus. Okay. I Absolutely. I'm with... Robin here only because I just realized that Mark is 16. Um, <laughs> okay. That wasn't going to be my choice. But then I'm like, wait a minute, Mark's 16. So yeah, he's got to die. Sorry, babe. <laughs> right. I, I wish to remain an unproblematic cigarette mom. Thank you. <laughs> <sighs> Good awesome. stuff. I should have thought of that ahead of time. All right. So, Robin, are you going to ad-lib a recap or no? Um, I didn't reread or re-listen to what we did, so I'll probably record something and send it to you to put in. Okay. Like cool. magic. Like editing magic. Editing. And okay. If not- Through the power of editing magic, you may or may not get a, a recap right here. I cannot stress how awkward this is to do this by myself. um, My gut feels icky. So anybody that podcasts alone is very brave because this is disgusting. Okay, let's get into it. We open with Jordan attempting to get Jace to wax on, wax off his emotional damage, which is clearly tied to the heavenly fire running through his veins. So far, nothing has worked to get Jace's ring of fire under control, and it's, of course, another device used to block Jace from forming a closer relationship with Clary. We're buckled in Jace's POV, and he's a little sentimental, cataloging the budding beginnings of Clace as he watches her with Simon. Of course, his thoughts are never too far away from what a real bummer Sebastian is, so he ends up with thinking of the broken angel wings. Not to worry, we're also getting the same scene in Clary's view. The hot dude yoga has come to an end, and our gang of adolescents is huddled up to talk about Alec's boy problems. Jace is concerned that his pair of Rotai is hopelessly devoted to his ex, and decides to help move the healing process along by snapping his phone in two, so that way Alec can stop texting Magnus. The kids are all like, hey, speaking of hopeless, how about that situation with the clave, eh? In an odd turn of events, none of the adults in the YA novel want to listen to the teenagers about the pending doom. Crazy, I know. And Sebastian still somehow is evading tracking, even though his totally tubular bachelor pad has been destroyed. Also, the bodies of all the infernal shadow hunters that died at the burn rotted overnight, so there's no way of setting them to see if there's a cure. The Iron Sisters are trying to work on some new weapons to harness some heavenly fire of their own. Not to worry, they aren't going to sit around moping all day. Jace is going to talk to Magnus, and Clary and Simon won't be deterred from going shopping for Christmas slash Hanukkah presents. Jace's conversation with Magnus goes about as well as it can. Jace is all arrogance, and the last of the friend group to make it over to plead Alec's case. The conversation isn't going very well when Jace receives a frantic phone call from Izzy calling him back to the Institute. Magnus wants to be a total chismosa about it, but Jace is like, ha, you wish. Of course, Clary gets the summons to return as well, 
from her mom and Luke, who will be joining her. Jocelyn is nervous, so of course she's being a total bitch to Maris as she tries to give her State of the Clave speech. But we somehow power through it to learn that six institutes have been attacked over the two days, leaving survivors from the LA Institute only. The Clave, in turn, have called for an immediate evacuation for a team huddle in Idris. Like now. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> from what may or may not have been a recap. And I will be leaving this part in. Um, <laughs> so you guys, we're going to kick off uh, chapter two with Emma from our prologue. Uh, but don't worry, we're not straying too far from our bread and butter. She's still opening with a character waking up. Like, <laughs> like really? It's just another chapter with a, a, a female character waking up. I mean, it's not always, but most of the time. Mm, we need our naps. <laughs> right. So this time, though, Cassie gives us uh, gives the scene a little spice by having Emma wake up screaming Julian's name, like, in a totally platonic way. Um, <laughs> and our girl is disoriented and spooked already. Uh, so when a hand reaches out to touch her arm in the dark, Emma promptly freaks the fuck out until the person turns up the witch light and is revealed to be Helen Blackthorne. So she's like, ah, shit. Okay. And Helen tries to calm Emma down, giving her a brief, like, while you were sleeping rundown. Like, ooh, what's been going on, babes? (laughs) Um, She's like, we're in Idris. Everyone made it through. First with Drew and Tabby followed quickly by the twins. And then at the last minute, just before they were going to close the portal on the clave side, Emma and Julian tumbled through and Emma was unconscious. Also, just, you know, in case you were, in case you were wondering, uh, what's been happening is that Sebi has attacked six institutes over the last two days and has been killing or turning shadow hunters. They find like he's been on a rampage. And immediately, I want to know where the LA Institute is in, like, the sequence of attacks. Agreed. And I'd also Mm -hmm. like to review a copy of the Clave's Policy and Procedure Manual, um, because I've got questions. Like, why are we six deep? He he can't be in six places at once. Sebastian himself, there's only one cup. So, what were y'all doing as sitting ducks? Why were the children of the head of the institute not informed that attacks were taking place and that they had to be like, this is silly. What are we doing? Is it because uh-huh. we just didn't believe that he was an actual problem? Like, I mean, are the institutes that big that they couldn't get to that special black phone to be able to make the call? And, and like, wouldn't they be all be on high alert if that was the case? Like, well, and they probably wouldn't have turned any of the, like the help, I don't know. I don't want to say servants, but did they still have that at some institutes? Right? I don't know. Maybe they could have made the call. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just killed them. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe he came in the middle of the night when everybody was sleeping, like a creep. Yeah. Well, I mean, he attacked the the LA Institute during the day. They had been having a meeting, so I mean, it's possible. But I just. I feel like there would be more, I don't know. I just feel like they would have a more sophisticated defense system, but I guess not because they're cocky and like they haven't really had a natural enemy. Like demons are like, oh yeah, but they're easy to kill. 
Like, they're not going to get through our ward. So they haven't really had to worry about, like, making sure no one's coming over the horizon. Like, you know, other people. Right. There's not a binder for that. Like, mm-hmm. flip to the page that says, like... Right. Exactly. Like, like Leslie Nope in Parks and Rec. Like, an emergency Turn binder. Turn to page 394. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, okay. Where was I? Maybe? Okay, so Emma has enough sense of mind to confirm what she, what she saw. She's like, Sebastian turned Katarina and Andrew Blackthorne, so Julian and Helen's dad. Um, but Sebby didn't want to turn Mark because he had fairy blood. And, like, when she says it, Helen flinches um, because obviously, like, she's like, ouch, right? Yeah. I mean, at the same time, this probably is what has so far saved Mark's life, you know? Yes. But, but it still hurts. It's, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, the the discrimination still stings. Like, yeah. even if it's, like, I'm not gonna do the, the horrible, like, mind yeah. control thing, like... I don't want to go to the party, but I want to be invited. Right, it still stings. Um... <laughs> Uh, so after Helen explains, the clave has tried, like, tracking Mark, but, like, they can't get, like, a, a solid beat on him, but the runes are working, so he's still alive. Like, they know that he's alive, they just can't find him. Um, <clears throat> and Emma asks about her parents, and Helen doesn't really do a great job of breaking the news to Emma, but... She's also a teenager, so I'm not sure how much better she could have done. You know, I, 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 mean, I wasn't she expecting. She could have said nothing about the bodies. Yeah, she and like right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, I was maybe being a little generous. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, Helen skirts around at the beginning a little bit, explaining that Sebastian's tactic isn't just to hit the institute, like. Because she's like, they weren't at the Institute. And she's like, yeah, yeah, he, he's not limiting to the Institute. He's also attacking Shadowhunters like, of the Conclave like at home and on patrol. And they tried to track her parents. But unlike with Mark, it was a literal dead end. Um, And uh, they weren't sure what happened to them until their bodies washed up on the beach that morning, this morning before you woke up, Emma. So sorry. Um, And I wish I could tell you how they died, but like, like, I don't, we can't really figure out what all happened. Like, and the way she says it, it's like, you know that it's not, they didn't look like they had been killed. You know, it's the opposite. It's the, mm-hmm. they're so fucked up, we don't know what happened. And that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing to vibe. All right. <clears throat> so, at this point, Emma is inconsolable. She's screaming, clawing at the bed, like, feathers and blood underneath her fingernails. Helen tries to calm her, but, like, nothing can penetrate the buzzing static of Emma's grief until Julian comes out of the darkness offering Cortana. And Emma remembers her father's voice as she takes the ancestral blade. I will read for you from the book. The book. Okay. You can't say that like a... Sorry. Book. 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 
Okay, so Carstairs have carried this sword for generations. The inscription reminds us that shadow hunters are the angel's weapon. Tempered, temper us in the fire and we grow stronger. When we suffer, we survive. Emma choked, pushing back on the screams, forcing them down and into silence. This was what her father had meant. Like Cortana, she had steel in her veins and she was meant to be strong. Even if her parents were not there to see it, she would be strong for them. Oh, dude, the fucking toxic generational trauma is not being broken with Miss Emma. <laughs> well, and all I can think about is how did she get the sword? <clears throat> like, where did where did it go in the line? Did it go like this? Because it doesn't seem like it went like this. Mm-hmm. down to children and stuff it must have gone to nieces and nephews and passed down and we do not know who it mm-hmm. went to after cordelia that is correct yeah that's my that's my want mm-hmm. there it is though well and we know i mean i guess technically it could be a spoiler <laughs> but like is it really not really um because it was supposed to go to jim yeah. Right. And he was like, I'm going to be a silent brother. You keep it, uncle. Mm-hmm. And then that uncle gave the sword to Cordelia. Mm-hmm. And then now Emma has it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I yeah. don't know. Anyway. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's real... Very shadow hunters, like we're not yep. going to we're just gonna get over it and move on. Um so in her grief, Emma hugs the sword to herself, causing the blade to bite into her hands and body where it like meant skin. And while Helen protests, because she's like, the fuck, you're gonna hurt yourself, right? Um, Julian holds her back, uh, as, as Emma says, like in her internal monologue, Julian always knows what she needs, like in a totally platonic way. Totally. (laughs) Is anyone up for a tone shift? (laughs) Well, too bad. Cause we're still firmly in the looming devastation, um, vibe, uh, as we meet up with Simon, who is seeing the entirety of the Shadowhunter force in New York head off to Idris via portal made by Katarina Lost. And I'm just like, and they're like, hmm. bye, Felicia. Interesting. The high warlock of Brooklyn must have been unavailable <laughs> to yes. assist you with your portal needs. <laughs> yes. So he sent his nurse best friend who like has way better shit to be doing right now. <laughs> Simon's mood is maudlin, to say the least. Um, he's there to see off his bestie, and from afar, maybe his maybe girlfriend? Like, not sure. Um, gotta do what you gotta do when the parents don't exactly approve, right? And it's probably not the best time to be like, right. hey mom, here's my vampire boyfriend. <laughs> So he asks how Izzy's doing, um, to which Clary does very little to reassure him. She's like, Iz is worried like the rest of us. Don't know what to tell uh-huh. you, buddy. And neither Simon nor Clary are happy about separating on what feels like 
like the precipice of something huge happening. Like they're like, she's bad. Like this isn't great. <laughs> um, but he's a downworlder and she's a shadow hunter. And that's just the way the cookie crumbles sometimes. So, mm-hmm. so sorry about your luck. And Simon, a better friend in general, um, you know, but like toxic, creepy masculinity aside. Yes. He's learned from his mistakes. Um, okay. Assures Clary that he'll be fine. He's got Jordan to watch his back. And honestly, it's been almost two whole weeks since someone tried to kill him. Things are really looking up. Totes my goats. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh my God, I'm sorry. Oh, that was a good stretch. Okay. So, I, like this little tidbit, I'm really happy to see because we're finally getting to see a little bit inside Clary and Simon's friendship, which we have discussed. We have not really seen much of. So, um, I'm going to read it. It's a little long, but I like it. So, deal. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Maureen's still hoping to get her hands on me, Simon said. Maureen was the head of the New York Vampire Clan and believed that she was in love with Simon. Which would have been less awkward if she hadn't been 13 years old. Mm. I know the Clave warned people warned people not to touch me, but Maureen wants to touch you, Clary mm. said with a sideways grin. Bad touch. Yeah. Silence, Frey. <laughs> <laughs> that is so something I would say. Yeah. And I yes. loved it. Yeah. I like that. Um, that like narration like she's 13 we just had that with mark blackthorne yeah yeah at yep. the beginning of this episode yep. yes would have been less awkward yeah uh, <laughs> so simon while they're having this conversation simon is trying hard not to look at izzy but clary can tell and i mean he's probably not very good at like trying not to look at her and so clary's like dude just go talk to her you look freaking creepy and um, you know how Izzy is when she gets upset. Like, she ghosts people, and she's only going to talk to, like, Jason, um, Alec. I was going to say Jason Clary. Um, so she's like, go prove to her that if you're going to be her boyfriend, she can trust you and talk to you. Mm-hmm. And, of course, we have to go back to having this relationship about DTRing again. And I feel mm-hmm. like it's just to get the acronym in there because it's cute and funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, Simon's not sure and blah, blah, blah. And Magnus overhears them talking about relationships and comes When did over Magnus get there? That's <laughs> the first thing. He's surprise, like, surprise. <laughs> the cheese may. Like, why is he not the one doing the portal if he's there? This is so weird. So I imagine he like floated in. He's just like, like twinkle fingers when he hears mm-hmm. the cheese may. <laughs> did i hear gossip and he's like really you guys the world is literally falling apart and you're discussing relationships ah kids these days and clary's like oh really kids these days huh aren't you here to see alec (laughs) (laughs) and he's like ah (laughs) you got me girl you got me (laughs) and clary notices that simon is still wearing the fairy ring which is weird, I think, but okay. Okay. Anyway, she knows she's just going to address for a council meeting, but this feels like more than that. So she tells Simon that she loves him and if he needs anything from her to get a message to Magnus and Magnus will find a way to get her. 
And um, creepy stalker Simon had lost sight of Izzy for a second when she appeared at his side to say goodbye. He's like, where'd she go? And then he just looks over and she's right there. Like, mm-hmm. just feel like that'd gotcha, be bitch. startling. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that was it. That's all we have to deal with with Simon. Because now we get to go over to Alec and Magnus. Because that's what we've all been dying to see. Yes. Yes. So Magnus goes to him and he's like, okay, sock it to me, Spill. You wanted this. Get on with it. You wanted to talk to me. And yeah, this part is sort of in Alex POV because we get a lot of his feelings and um, all of that. So anyway, he's like nervous, excited, kind of like longing. He'd been to see him, you know, all the the good nervous feels. He's basically the butterflies are there. Mm Mm-hmm. Is it still Magnus's birthday today? I don't know. I don't because they were like, "Oh, I don't want him to think that I forgot about him on yeah, his birthday." I don't remember. They don't. I don't feel like they talk about it now. But and I feel then like it's the same day. They were like, "Oh, we're leaving tonight," so it's got to like right. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. That is interesting. <sighs> okay. So, the only thing Alec can get out of his mouth, obviously he has so much stuff to say. It's like, where do you start? Um, He asks if Magnus is ever going to forgive him. And to everyone's surprise, including mine, Magnus is like, I have forgiven you. What? What? (laughs) Rude. And Alec is like, prove it! Because you seem super ticked off. Like, you don't seem like you've forgiven me. (laughs) And um, he's Magnus says that he's there because he heard about the attacks on the Institute and he is worried about Alec. And he knew that Katerina had been summoned to make a portal, which seems weird when Cleary could do it on top of everything. Like they knew she was going to be there. Maybe she can't make one that's strong enough. You know what I think it is? I think the clave like is not into Clary's power. Okay, that's very fair. Yes. And I think they don't, they, they're not interested in utilizing it unless they absolutely have to. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Unless it's an mm-hmm. emergency. We'll yeah. call someone better. Yeah. Yeah. It, okay. It's just, it's uncouth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's impolite. <laughs> uh, so Magnus kind of seems bummed that Alec didn't like, call, text, write, send a fire message, something to let him know that um, Alec was leaving. And to me, I'm kind of like, it's just a council meeting. Like, does he have to tell you every time he leaves the city sort of situation? But okay. And Jace broke his phone. That's exactly what he says. Yeah, Alec does. He defends himself. He's like, you weren't answering my calls anyway. And Jace broke my phone. Like, I gave up. Jace broke his phone because he sent him a message earlier that day. Yes. So... I didn't think you'd care if I was leaving, bro. Right. Leave yeah. Alone. So I can feel what Magnus feels in this moment. He's like, oh, my God, you're so cute. I just want to kiss you right now. This is so annoying. And then he does just that. He accidentally kisses Alec. Oh, accidentally. I know. Yeah. They just happen to fall into each other. Mm, he tripped and fell on his lips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then he kind of pulls back, Magnus does, pretty quickly. And he is like, this is why I refuse to see you. Because I can't help myself when I'm around you. Like, you're just so cute. (laughs) And Alec is like, well, here you are. So there we go. 
but Magnus reminds him that their relationship wasn't working. He's like, you have to agree with me. We all know this wasn't working. Um, but anyway, he, um, oh, I guess I kind of mixed up where the kiss happened, but this is where the kiss happens. I'm sorry. This is, and he's like, our relationship wasn't working, but I'm going to kiss you anyway, basically. And he like falls yeah. into this kiss. Yeah. Way to be confusing, Bane. Like for real. For sure. So that's Mixed when he signals. kind of backs out of the kiss. Yeah. And Alec is Did like. the Spice Girls not teach you anything? <laughs> Um, all I can think of is TLC songs all of a sudden. So. Oh, okay. I have red light special in my head. Mm. That's not what you were referring to. No. Um, yeah. So Alec is obviously confused and Magnus admits like, I shouldn't have done that. Like, whatever. I'm going to live for like, okay. Just because I've forgiven you doesn't mean that we can be together. I'm going to live forever or until someone like murders me and you're not. And that's just too hard for mortals to love an immortal. But the, on the immortal person, it's hard, too. It's hard for us, too. And he's like, I knew a mortal, immortal couple once back in the day. And Alec is like, oh, yeah, what happened? He's like, the mortal died. <laughs> just so flat and final like that. Just he died. <laughs> And I'm like, ouch, because we all know he's talking about the one and only will. So mm-hmm. that also hurt my feelings a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Just so final about him. So um, it's also Alex's great, great uncle. Right. Am I doing that math correctly? So uh-huh. like you could tell him like this was literally you're in your family. This is in your blood. Yep. You're just. Yeah. Anyway, you're just you're just Jones in for that immortal. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It just is weird to me that he doesn't explain. And maybe that will make him, like, connect that, that he's really old, I guess. And so maybe that's why Magnus doesn't bring that up. But, like, he could be like, bro, yeah, it was your great uncle, your great, great uncle. Like, this Tessa lady is your great, great aunt. And, like, ask her. They're so close, connected. It's weird to not, I don't know. Down Shadowhunters just seem like they would be into family genealogy and shit. Uh-huh. Because they're all so proud of their last names mm-hmm. and their coat of arms and all the jams. So it's like, how do you not know Tessa's related to you? Yes. And again, this is three generations back. This isn't even very far. No. Uh-huh. I have a picture in my bedroom with me and my mom and my grandma, and my great-grandma, and my great-great-grandma. Mm-hmm. We are all sitting together. It's it's that we were all in the same room. Right. It's not yeah. that far away. No. And I mean, that's on Tessa, obviously. Well, and... Which, I mean... Shadowhunters have kids young, so it's, like, it's even mm-hmm. closer. Like, it's not that far mm-hmm. away, which yeah. is just... So, and I understand why Magnus may have, at first, not told him about Will, just because of... The implications of, like, what that means for their relationship. And also, Will and Alec are, like, very similar Um, features-wise. And I personally think that would, like, fuck with Alec's head. But after Camille, like, told him about Will, like, I feel like... Giving Alec the full story of Will would have mm-hmm. made it less, like, it would have, I think, like, 
eliminated this whole Camille storyline and like Mm -hmm. the whole thing. If Magnus would have just been honest and been like, Will was Mm -hmm. a really good friend of mine who was married to my warlock friend. And like, right. It's fucked up. Who like at this point, Alec has met before in Red Scrolls. Right. Like member Tessa. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Ding dong. Well, that's your great, great aunt. Mm-hmm. Which I so I will say potentially, maybe since the Lightwoods are like exiled mm-hmm. or whatever, okay. Maris and Robert might not have spent that much time on or they might genealogy not have access history. to like the family texts or something. Uh huh. Huh. And Hodge being their tutor, mm-hmm. um, clearly wants to keep lineage probably away from them because of Jace. Right. Fair. Um, which, whatever. So maybe that's why that particular group of shadow hunters doesn't know. But um, I agree. Yeah. Like, I guess it's just the m- miscommunication as a base plot thing where it's kind of. I know. It's it's well, and my anxiety uh, is what it's doing. It's just. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I was going to say what I wanted to say in my spot. So I will wait. This is just a little. I'm. It's drawn out. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yes. Well, I'll let you get there because after that, basically, Magnus is like, "Dude, I shouldn't have come here. This was a huge mistake. Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> Big mistake. Huge. Yeah. I literally just wrote that. I'm gonna say that in a paragraph. That's amazing. Love it. God, I love us. Um, and Alec agrees with him, which I'm like, fucking yes, Alec. Let's go. Yes. Which is what I said. Like, he's kind of like, I wrote stretching his backbone, and I don't know what the fuck I meant by that, <laughs> but like flexing his muscles, like he's yeah. like getting up his backbone up on this. And I do love Magnus, like, as a person, as a character, or whatever, but it's kind of cathartic for me to see Alec be this way with somebody that's doing the things that Magnus is doing to Alec. Yeah. And I have lots of quotes in this section, but I think it's important because it. for me personally, I've been waiting for the shift for mm-hmm. Alec to become Alexander Lightwood. <laughs> and this conversation is the shift for me. Like this is, I pinpointing when it's happening. Um, and I just, I number one, this whole, this thing, is, it's just been, this is too many books. For this to have been like five books of yeah. them miscommunicating all that. It's too much. Yep. Absolutely too much. So anyway, Alec tells Magnus, as Amanda said, yeah, I'm not sure why you did come here. Mm-hmm. And he's been torturing himself for weeks and like literally two weeks. Like It's literally been weeks, plural, because mm-hmm. that's how long it's been since they broke up. But whatever. Yeah. And he's thinking about what he did to Magnus and how it was, quote, big mistake, huge. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Alec is taking responsibility. He's like, I fucked up big time, slap at the base. Okay. I know that I did wrong to you. And he's been very sorry about what he did. And I don't think it's like a placating sorry. Like, I think he actually feels awful. Yeah. And I think he's expressed that to Magnus, whether Magnus wanted to hear it or not. I don't think. Yeah. And I don't think there's any thought left in Magnus's mind if Alec is remorseful for what he did. I think he knows that, mm-hmm. which is why he said, like, 
yeah, I've forgiven you. Like, I know you're remorseful, whatever. Yeah. And so I'm glad Alec is taking ownership in the situation of that. Mm-hmm. So that's great. And um, he's also in his, he's like, I've understood Magnus's feelings about it. Like, maybe he's not ready to hear an apology. Maybe he's upset. Maybe he's doing all these other things. Like, he's gone through all these big emotions. Alec has worked through it on his own. And quote, this is what he says to Magnus. I did all of that without you. So it makes me wonder what else I could do without you. Like, I haven't needed you to work through this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. I've done it on my own. Ooh. I know. <clears throat> and he continues by telling Magnus that he knows what role he played in ending their relationship. But Magnus isn't entirely free of fault here. Yeah. And, yep, Alec knows that he could have worked through the whole <laughs> immortality thing. Like, I could have gotten through that. I just needed time to get there. But I couldn't get there. Or because you wouldn't be open with me. Yeah. Like, everything made it seem like it was a secret. Or he was basically treating him like a child. Like, yeah. uh, you know, ask me about that. I'll tell you when you're older. Yeah. Sort of thing that you do to kids. Like, he just completely played off him. They were not equal partners. No. So, he's like, I, you know, you didn't, he didn't, Magnus didn't even give him the opportunity to work through that appropriately. Because he didn't have any... He wouldn't give him any information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what we're saying with Will. I'm sure if he would have explained who Will was mm-hmm. and what it meant to him, what, sorry, what Will meant to Magnus, they could have got it over it way quicker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because, but he didn't even give Alec the opportunity to have the shot to do it. And again, Alec is like, I don't know anything about your life. And he says, quote, what your real name is or about your family or what the first face you ever loved was or the first time your heart was broken. You know everything about me and I know nothing about you. That's the real problem. Mm -hmm. And then Magnus fucking, I still like the anger reading this. Okay. The anger. He's like, Oh, I told you like, basically I am who I am. You need to accept me like that. You get no questions. Like, I told you that this is just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Which is so immature. Murder. Yeah. Murder. Clearly, things change from the time you first asked him out to where you were when you broke up. Clearly, yes. your relationship developed beyond what you were expecting. Well, in any relationship, if you're... To me, there's a difference. Like, if you want to date, mm-hmm. like, if you're like, I'm going to date people because I want to go out and have fun and meet people and do a whole bunch of things, you're dating people and you're probably dating multi- multiple people like Simon did. Mm-hmm. If you're like, I want to have a relationship with this person because I want to see yeah. where our lives go together. Yeah. It is impossible for that relationship not to grow mm-hmm. yeah. at some way. Someone's going to change. Someone's going to get older. Your opinions change, your feelings change, your thoughts change, everything. Someone's like your product. I mean, not me, but someone. two people, but not in this circumstance. (laughs) But you're a product of your environment, right? Like your thoughts and feelings are changing. So you can't just say, oh, I told you I was going to be the same exact person Mm -hmm. as I was 10 years ago for the rest of my life. I'm not doing any growth. So you either have to accept me at my (laughs) non-growth while you do whatever or fuck you like that's not fair no. 
Magnus anyway. is fully being unfair here. Yep. He's, yes. And so Alec, this is a quote, okay? Alec waved that away. That's not a fair thing to ask, and you know. You knew that I didn't understand enough about love then to understand that. You act like you're the wrong party, but you had a hand in this, Magnus. Mm -hmm. And he is like, it's crazy to me also on top of it. Magnus is what, between three and 700 years old? (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. You're picking a 17-year-old child. Yeah. Who's naive as fuck. Mm-hmm. and has no relationship experience, this is just how it is. This is how relationships are. This is how I'm going to be. This is the rules. Yeah, no. Follow the rules. Like, ugh. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, and Magnus is not a total narcissist. No. Like, he is on my shit list right now. <laughs> but he's not a total... Anyway, I'm going to use the word narcissist. Yeah. Because he agrees with Alex's statement. He's like, yeah, you're right. See the error of my ways. But Alec is quick to move on to the point that, like, yeah, okay, you agree with me. Cool. It doesn't change anything. Like, you can agree with what I'm saying, but, like, Mm -hmm. what is it? Actions speak louder than words, right? And so Magnus tells Alec that he can't change, and it's just a side effect of being immortal. They petrify like fossils. And he thought that Alec's zest for life could rub off on him and he could suddenly change back into like the warlock he was before. So like he needed, he was basically a succubus to Alec's life, young life force, Mm -hmm. was hoping his whatever would pull him out of his funk, I guess. And Alec replies like really under his breath. He's like, change yourself. Mm -hmm. Like that's a lot to ask of somebody. And especially. Yeah. Again, not communicating yeah. or having that conversation beforehand. I don't know. <clears throat> you know what Magnus' answer is to that? Mm-hmm. He gives him basically like, beware the Ides of March speech. That's what he does. He, again. Uh, excuse you? Hedges the fucking argument. And he's like, yeah, I've been dreaming about a city made of blood. And if Sebastian gets what he wants, that could really well be a reality. And he just wants to make sure that Alec stays in Idris where it's safe. And even though he's in Idris, he's got to keep his guard up and not be too trusting because Alec needs him to stay alive. Wait, sorry. Magnus needs Alec to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And then he just fucking turns on a dime and walks away. (sighs) Bro. Conversation got too real for him. Yeah, he's like, I'm not winning this. I got to go. Yep. That's you got me there. Y'all and need to Alec figure out your shit. just left sitting. I know. He's just left sitting with his ha- head in his hands. That's what I was just doing. I know. I just, I don't know. Everything always kind of runs together. Mm-hmm. Six books in, whatever. I'm just like, this was awful. Like, awful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Sorry. We move back to the budding power couple, which is Sizzy. Mm. (laughs) Okay. And I guess I didn't full circle that. Like, Alec is finally, like, he's realizing that he's worth it. Like, I'm worth loving. I'm worth loving myself for. I'm going to start doing all these things. He's very um, 
his confidence is up and stuff. I really like the shift in him. Mm-hmm. Anyway, it didn't full circle that. So, Simon, we it's like we're kind of going back to them when they're in the middle of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Like, they have already started their, hey, shorty, how you doing? <laughs> and so Simon's telling Isabel that it's not goodbye forever. And she pulls Simon closer with her dark red velvet gloves. Ugh, love her. And I just want you to, a mere mortal such as myself could never (laughs) pull off dark red velvet gloves. You've got to be kidding me. I would look like like a Victorian child. She's just like, oh, she's so dramatic. Yeah. Maris is not at all like that. Yeah. Yes. Fully. Uh-huh. And I'm I'm imagining it like crushed velvet too. Oh, absolutely, they only cried. And of course, vampire Simon's like, "Ooh, those look like blood, delicious." And then he kind Yummy. of like shudders to get the thoughts out of his brain. And Izzy pulls Simon into a dark alcove. It's kind of like by the front gates, I guess. And the couple are in close company. And Simon can feel the heat and pulse of the blood in Isabel's veins. And he says he's not sure if it's because he's like, I've drunk from the tap. Or if it's something more like they've imprinted or they're mates. Totally. Oh. (sighs) You printed on my baby? Sorry. It's weird. Stop. (laughs) He doesn't say that. That was me being a cheeky a-hole. Anyway, uh, Simon tells her he wishes that he was coming with her to Idris, which, like, obviously, this is the biggest amount of FOMO I would ever have in my fucking life. For real. Yeah. Like, he's got to go every other time. Now you're really just leaving me behind. I want to fucking be there. Smuggle me into your backpack. Yeah. Yeah. At least he still has Jordan and Maya. Mm -hmm. But I mean, yeah, but they've got to be, like, really annoying and kind of lame to hang around (laughs) That's a good point. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially how touchy feely Jordan is. Mm-hmm. Awkward. Yeah. He's tricycle, dude. And Izzy responds, and she's like, You're safer here. It's not forever, as you just fucking said. Um, and actually, as quick as these books go, it will probably be like two days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's fine. Uh, obviously, that was me. But um, she does give him some info. Like, we get a little bit of an. I won't say an info dump because it's like two sentences. But basically, the only downloaders that are allowed to go are council members because there's going to be a meeting. And the point of going Idris, like Izzy's thought is the point of like assembling fucking Avengers together and Idris is because they're going to have this big planning meeting. And then all the good little shadow hunters are going to go back like, out into the world to their institutes to guard because they can't let Sebastian, like, just be out on a fucking rampage. Mm-hmm. That, that's not the plan. Truth. So, um, <clears throat> Simon, of course, like, still wants to go. He's main character material. Mm. He's got a POV in the book. And he's not used to sitting out of the action. But Izzy is like, dude, you would literally make the perfect hostage. And therefore, it is better for you to lay low with Jordan. And Simon protests by saying Sebastian hasn't really ever paid much attention to him. And, of course, Izzy's like, yeah, but, like, he could start doing so at any time. And Sebastian, like, he's not stupid. It's one of the things we've talked about that we love about his character. He is not a – he is very 
methodical, yeah. maniacal, Annoying. evil guy. And she's like, um, she says, it's fucking weird, but I get it. It's Izzy. She's like, oh, um, Clary would do anything for you, Simon. Just ra- that's her answer to so it. It's random. fucking random. Okay. It's <laughs> Simon's. Yeah. He's like, um, yeah, she'd do anything for you too, twinsies. Like, ah! this is awkward. Um, if you're not going to be gone for that long, like, what is this grand goodbye about? Like, right. it just, it was weird. It was out of, hit him out of left field. Uh-huh. And Isabel admits or says that she overheard Clary and Simon saying goodbye to each other, which, of course, she was literally, she, like, fucking popped right. up at his shoulder. Of course she heard. <laughs> oh, 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 I dropped my earbud. That was too funny. I'm imagining. She's the fucking vampire in that situation. Like that dude on Mr. D's. Miss, Mr. Deeds. Where With Adam Sandler? Yeah, where he just like pops up all over the place. <laughs> Hi. Yeah. Hello. <sighs> and she's like, I heard you guys tell each other that you loved each other. And Simon's like, platonic. Jesus. As Kristen said earlier, it's platonic. And Izzy's like, I know, bitch. Okay, I know. It's the fact that you were able to say it at all. Like, you were able to say I love you at all. It's not the fact that I think there's something going on. Izzy's only ever been able to tell her family members that she loves them. And Simon is able to express his emotions in general with so much more ease than she is. And Simon's like, yeah, I'm not broken like you. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. My parents He's just loved beginning. me. Yes. He's just beginning to be broken. He hasn't had that much experience. Right, with it. right. <laughs> Your mom only just told you she doesn't love you? Fucking amateur. (laughs) For real. (laughs) Simon, like, hits the nail on the head um, by saying, like, oh, I know that you, Izzy, I know you don't go around saying it because you could get hurt. Like, she's guarding herself. Yeah. And it's her own little, like, defense mechanism. Trademark Isabel Lightwood. And she's like, yeah, but, like, you could also get hurt with this possible relationship too. Like you're also putting yourself on the line to be hurt when you're dating anybody or with me possibly. He's like, wow, you understand. What? He's like, wow, you understand. Dude. And he's like, yeah, I know. And I don't care. (laughs) Don't care. And then there's like this little cute moment. Um, Jace told me once you'd walk all over my heart in high-heeled boots, and it hasn't stopped me. Isabel gave a little gasp of startled laughter. I said it like that because I'm just like, I couldn't imagine it uh, in my brain happening. You don't mind having your heart stepped on? That's what she says. He leaned in towards her. If he had breath, it would have stirred her hair. That's fucking gross. Yeah, no. I would consider it an honor, is what he says. And then they start making out. That, that, that's <laughs> a hot thing maybe. to say. He did a good job. It is. Uh-huh. But, like, maybe not actually making out. It's more like canoodling, I guess. I don't think there's any tongue. Mm. So Neckin. I don't know if it's making out. Mm-hmm. Necking. And Isabel, like, reaches up to, like, puts her hands behind her neck. And he's just like, whoa, whoa. Like, her whole family's here. What's happening? <laughs> and... She ends up giving him her demon-detecting necklace. 
And Simon's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I can't take that. It's probably worth a fortune. Like, no, thank yeah. you. And Isabel's like, it's not a gift. It's a loan. And you can give it back to me when I see you again. Mm. Just fucking adorable. So cute. Plus, there's this story that it came into her family by way of a vampire. So it's really rather fitting for him to borrow it. How do you not know the whole fucking story? Yep. Yeah. If you know part of the story. Right. Uh-huh. Come on now. But also, I just like that. I don't know. It reminds me of like high school when you'd like wear a guy's watch or his hoodie or his chain or, uh-huh. you know, whatever it was. Insert thing here. Letterman jacket. Yeah. Ew. Ew. I went, I, when I went, when I transferred to David Douglas from Clackamas and I saw, like, literally, like, they unironically wore their letterman's jackets everywhere. And I was just, like, so thrown off because Clackamas, it was, like, gauche to wear your letterman jacket. Like, you didn't huh. do that unless it was, like, game day, special occasion, pep rally. Like, there was a reason for it. Like, they had better things to wear at Clackamas because they I were guess all rich that's kids. Fair. And I just remember being, like, really thrown off because I went from a very, like, I don't know, like, just suburban, modern high school. Like, our class was the first, like, full class in the new high school. Oh, that's but crazy. then going to David Douglas, which is a very old, like, city high school, which, like, it felt like I walked into, like a John Hughes movie. Like, it was wild. I was like, yeah. this is like, it's an old building. They have, like, full lockers. Like, there's it a pool. It looks like an elementary school to me. From what? the outside. Like, David Douglas. There, maybe it's just part of it that I had been to, but. There's, like, there's like five buildings or something yeah. like that. So, it's, like, yeah, it's, it's like, a campus. It's very, like, oh, old okay. school kind of a thing. So, there's, like, two gyms. There's a pool. There's you know, a th- an entire separate theater, like, that has all the music stuff. There's, like, a vocational school building, and, like, it's wild. Ours was like that, too, until they built the new location. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Agreed. Anyway. So, not the point, but, yeah. I like that. <clears throat> um, I remember where I was now. So, Izzy hands him the necklace and is like, it's alone, whatever. And Simon starts to say Isabel I. And she's like, no, uh-uh. mm, no, you're not going to three at the buzzer. Yeah. Like, don't say another word. Like, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> um, and then they notice kind of like the whole conclave is gone. <laughs> it wasn't just the Lightwoods and them that were taking this portal. It was like everybody. Right. Yeah. And so it's just the Lightwoods left. And Jocelyn's even on her way through the portal, like, following Luke. I don't know why. I just don't think Luke would go first, by the way. Agreed. He would be like, ladies first. Yeah. Let me hold the portal meet door open for Absolutely. you. Whatever. Absolutely. Daddy was. Yeah, he's Well, like, the only reason, the only thing I can I can think of to be any sort of reasoning why he would go first if is, like, if as the representative of the werewolves, he had to, like, go first and then his family followed him. But I don't think that's the case, and I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Or, like, I could see him going first if they're if first if they're portaling potentially into imminent danger. Agreed. Right. But 
not in that moment. No. He'd be like, hate to watch you go. Like, wait, hate to see you leave love to watch you go yeah. or whatever the fuck that is. Anyway. So dirty. Um, Yes. She, like, she starts to walk away. And she's like, just don't date anyone else while I'm gone. Yep. That's them DTRing. That's it. And Simon yells out. He's like, does that mean we're dating? And then it makes me think of, so you're saying there's a chance. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. And Izzy takes uh, Alex's hand and goes through the portal. And then, like, lastly, Katarina gives him, like, a wink. And then she steps through. And Simon feels a little beat in the stone of the necklace. And he thinks it feels almost like he has a heartbeat again. Oh, interesting. Aww. I didn't. Yeah. Hmm. Which is probably not a good thing. No. No. Oh, fair. Not a great thing. Yeah. Right. Probably not great. Yeah. Okay. And um, I was say that's all I have to say about that. That's a wrap. So. Yes, y'all. That's a wrap. And make sure you read chapter three, Birds to the Mountain, for next week. Oh, my gosh. For behind-the-scenes content and the latest updates, check us out on Instagram at Podcast. We'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.